Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Hagti. Today, I am joined by the founder of I Am Media, Mr. Alex Miner. How are you today, Alex? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I am very well, thanks, man. I am appreciative for your time and for you to be on here tonight. Um, first things first, dude, let's jump straight into this. Yes, yes. What is I Am Media? Well, we are a video marketing agency um and basically what that means is instead of just being you know like a regular production company with videographers and things like that where they'll come out and you tell them exactly what to do we're more partners with our clients mm -hmm. and consultants where we come in and somebody will be like hey i want to i want a one minute video for instagram why <laughs> And that's the first thing I'm asking. I'm gonna be like, why? What's the point? Because you know, you know, you probably you know how Facebook is, you know how yeah. social media is, Instagram, all of that. A one-minute video on Instagram, what is that supposed to do to you do mm -hmm. for you? And I mean, sometimes that can do something significant for you, but you've got to know why. You've got to know the purpose behind it. Like, yeah. what's the end goal? And that's the thing. I want to be able to use video as a tool to help my clients get from here to there. And right. so I've got to come in and find out what's going on with you, what's going on with your business and really diagnose what are the issues going on and how a video asset can help your company, your business, your brand move forward. Whenever you ask that question, why out of percentage, how many of them give you a really good answer and you go, cool, let's do it versus the ones where you go, okay, let's now think about why you got to do it. Um, most of them, you got to dig deeper. <laughs> uh, just because the thing is like everybody with the way that the world is right now, everything is increasingly visual streaming mm -hmm. is a thing. Live streaming is a thing. Um, everybody knows that video is a good idea. It's a great yeah. concept, but how to actually execute using video is usually something that nobody but the experts really know mm -hmm. um and and the people who get to be experts they get there by trial and error like they didn't just have it all figured out yeah they had to go through a process they had to try things they had to test um you know like the gary v's of the world didn't become gary v overnight he made a crap ton of video um just a little yeah, and, and and now he's got a team of people making a crap ton of videos. So you know that's why he can he can say the things that he says and do the things that he does. It's because for him, his methods have been tested. They work. They mm -hmm. like he's he's put them through the fire, and they continue to pay dividends for him. Yeah. Why do you think people get videos so wrong? You know, I, I think it's been around so long and there's so many polished videos out there and people doing things so right. How come we're still seeing people just do awful video? Well, there, there's a couple of things. Um, one of the main things is, and, and this is really the biggest problem, is that when people approach video or marketing in general, a lot of times it's selfish. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is... People talk about, you know, how good their product is. They talk about the features of their product. They talk about, you know, how many awards they've won and how long their company has been established. And we've been here, you know, we've got three generations of ownership and like nobody cares about that. Yeah. 
when I'm a consumer, I care about how are you going to make my life easier? Mm -hmm. How are you going to solve my problems? How are you going to make this pain in my butt go away? And and if you notice, that's kind of the same approach I give when I talk to my clients for the first time. It's like, what do you want to happen? Not what kind of video do you want? It's what do you want to happen? Yeah. And and I think if people approach their marketing, their branding and everything like that, their whole communication with their end user, that whether that's B2B or B2C, from the standpoint of what do you want to happen and how can I make that happen for you better, stronger, faster, I think people will be a lot more responsive because everybody wants to know what's in it for them. Mm. Do you think every single business should be using video or do you think there's just some that don't need to? I I think every business could benefit from video. Uh, and, right and I mean, very, very, <laughs> very few, I think, could not see a positive change in their business by utilizing video. Yeah. Now, can some businesses not use video and be just fine? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's a it's a thing of timing. Maybe like right now you don't have the cash flow or you don't have the resources or or you're just tied up with too many things. Like you can't take the time away to make the video happen. And in that case, if time is just a concern, maybe there's a different kind of video that we can do where you don't have to be in it. Um, you know, we just really have to find out what the angle is. But Video is one of the most powerful tools that exists right now for businesses to reach out to their, you know, customer base, whether that be the consumers or whether that be other businesses, because in just a couple of minutes, you can start to get a feel for who I am. You can mm -hmm. start to get a feel for what I'm about. You also get a feel for what I can provide. Um, and, and, and it's more real to people. Yeah. And and even if you're not trying to necessarily sell something, even if you're just trying to communicate information, uh, I forget what the exact statistic is. There's been different studies, but it's like people are 80 percent or so something like that, more likely to retain information if they see it and hear it at the same time mm -hmm. rather than just seeing it like with the written word. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Let's go back in time then. How did I Am Media start? I'm sure you just didn't wake up one day and you had a video agency. What's the story there? Uh, well, I I really started out, uh, well, how far down the rabbit hole do you really <laughs> want to go? I was born um, in. <laughs> well, just to give a little bit of background, like I'm, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, sort of. Um, I started out wanting to be a musician in high school, like so many young boys. Um, and from high school, I went to school for audio engineering, both in college. And, uh, you know, I kind of went to a, a, a media school called Full Sail in Orlando, which is where I live now. And um, went there for audio engineering, because I figured if I couldn't get in the industry as a rapper, I'd go through the back doors, audio engineer, and maybe make something happen. Uh, neither one of those quite worked out the way I wanted, <laughs> but but I did put some music out. I did do a little bit of touring, um, had my stuff bootlegged in Russia. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Are you on Spotify? Can I be listening to you this evening? 
Uh, if you search for Caveman Theory, that is like the one official project that I managed to put out. Uh, I was I was in a group back in the day, and that was our. It was a album we put out under the name Caveman Theory, and it was pretty good. I still think it's I really like good. It. I like it. I'll be listening. Um, but from there, I ended up, you know, graduating, working BS jobs. Finally, got a job uh, working for a TV news station. Did that for a few years, and from there started freelancing in the corporate events industry. And that's where I made the transition from doing audio to doing video. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, first started by picking up a camera, because if you tell enough people that you know how to run a camera, somebody will give you a shot, especially if you're cheap. Um, and so that's how I got my hands on a camera for the first time. Um And just from doing that, eventually went off and bought some of my own equipment thinking, oh, just make some YouTube videos or something. But that's when I started to fall in love with the process of Mm. video and film and, um, you know, did some independent films, some mini documentaries, stuff like that. And eventually somewhere along the line, can't even remember quite where. I stumbled across the concept of video for business, which never had occurred to me before um, that that was how, you know, filmmakers could be out there making a living. I always thought it was, you know, Hollywood and all yeah. that stuff. But some, but when this came across my desk, however it did, um, I was like, wait a minute. You mean, wait, this, this makes sense. Businesses, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> and as I dive deeper into the subject, it's like, oh well, a lot of the films that these businesses need made, they're like they're like documentaries. And mm-hmm. documentary was kind of the way I was leaning anyway um, when it came to making films. And so I was like, well, this is great. And then when I started, you know, seeing the actual effect that video could have for businesses, um, you know, through stuff that my mentors had did or other people that I would meet had done. And I'm just I'm I became enamored. And it's like I have to learn this. I have to figure out how to how to do this. How to be able to help people through through video. And yeah. so that's what I'm all about now. Love it. What's what's been the biggest hurdle for you then, as a business owner creating a video agency? Because let's face it, marketing agencies are popping up all the time now. Video agencies are getting more and more popular. How have you managed to sort of stand out from that crowd and and make yourself a name? Um, well, I, I, if we're being totally honest, I, I can't say that I have made that big a name for myself. I I still feel like I'm really in the building process. Mm -hmm. Um, only really been pushing hard on the agency front for the last couple of years. And that first year was a lot of, you know, making deals where I was working under other people, doing projects for other people, not under my own company name, just to get more comfortable with the concept and kind of build some relationships and, and, and things like that. And so since last summer, that's really when I've been pushing I am media as a brand and a company. And I mean, I've had some, I've had some successes. Uh, I've got some great clients, not a ton. I always love more. Um, you know, I, I would say that lead gen is probably my biggest hurdle these days because mm-hmm. I'm still doing, or I, at least until this whole COVID thing, I was still doing some work in the corporate events space. And, and that honestly, at the beginning of the year was taking up a lot of my time because that's the busy time in the States for that. Yeah. Um, and so I was, I was knee deep in that, you know, cause people were calling and I like money. So <laughs> it, 
So then COVID-19 creeps up and the bottom falls out and a whole bunch of people that I know are sitting at home scratching their heads like, mm -hmm. what are we going to do? Um, but I still got some clients that, I, that I'm working with. I got a shoot tomorrow. Um, I got another client where we're going to start working on his podcast soon. Um, I got a doctor who I've been working with for about six months where we're seeing some um, great results from a campaign we're doing for him and we're, we're we're figuring out the next campaign um so we're trying to keep busy yeah uh, but you know i'm the type that even though most of the marketing i do for other people ends up on the internet because of the way that i'm trying to you know organize my life right now i have been concentrating on building clientele locally so mm -hmm. that was a lot of meeting people face to face shaking hands and everybody's social distancing right now so it's you just waving it's, yeah it's a, it's a little harder than normal but you know i've been having lots of conversations hopping on zoom i mean i have more zoom calls in the last I month than i usually right. have conversations in person in in the last three so i must be doing something right a hundred percent for you then let me switch up that question where do you want to take i am media um I would like to be a modest sized agency. I'm not trying to be, you know, a gigantic uh, outfit. I'd like mm -hmm. to have, you know, you know, to me, an ideal team would probably be 10 people or less yeah. um, because you can do a lot with that, but you can oh, keep yeah. it close That's knit great. and the communication can line. be really good. Um, you know, probably at least a couple of editors, a couple of shooters, a project manager to, mm -hmm. um, you know, definitely somebody to handle the finances because i suck um <laughs> and and you know just go from there and yeah, and you know hire freelancers and people as you need it for all the other stuff brilliant for you then as a, as a founder now you know having worked for other people having to do those bs jobs that you've mentioned how does it feel that you've now got i am media you know, you're doing business, you've got clients. How does it feel to now be able to run your business as you want to run it? Um, it feels good. It's also terrifying. <laughs> uh, I mean, just being honest, like, yeah, man. I, like, I, I mean, and, and to say that, I mean, I've been a freelancer, so not having a job per se, you mm -hmm. know, a nine to five for, Mm, it's 2020 so it's probably been eight or nine years now um so i've kind of been in business for myself that whole time i yeah. mean i do i do my corporate work under under another llc mm -hmm. um so in that way i've kind of been you know in business for myself for a while now but but now but i was always working through middlemen you yeah. know working through other yeah. production companies larger entities um and that wasn't always a great situation um, just because I'm not dealing with the incline. I don't have all the control that I like, you know, they look at me as just, just another number or just mm -hmm. another guy who's replaceable, even though, you know, I eventually did get really specialized. Um, so, and, and that was part of the motivation behind starting I am media was because I was sick of that. I was sick yeah. of going into these situations where there was politics that, that I might not have been aware of, or people who were willing to stab you in the back or talk behind your back, throw you under the bus, just too many of those situations. And, and so it's like, you know what? I can't depend on this anymore. It's the money's fine. It's, mm -hmm. it's great. 
when it's good, but I need to be out here and find a way to, to, you know, line up my own clients, do my own thing so that I am not beholden to these much bigger companies that at the end of the day, don't care about me. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, which is the, that's what it's about, right? You want to be doing things you love and, and feeling value for it as well. When you're working for other people, often that's the one thing that gets uh, forgotten is the value side. Let's talk yep. about video then. You know, most people have enough technology in their pocket to make really good video, right? Uh, if they know what they're doing, a exactly. little bit of technique will go a long way. Exactly. With all the information out there about creating videos and, you know, you can go on YouTube and you can pretty much learn anything nowadays. What is it do you think that enables people, even if they've learned that from one connecting to their audience, because that's what you mentioned earlier in terms of actually speaking to people, connecting to their audience and and saying that right message. Why do you think people or how do you think people can do that in the best possible way? They have to be willing to listen. Uh, most most of my job is not shooting video. Most of my job is listening to my clients and where they want to be, and and just figuring out how to how to use video as a tool to get mm-hmm. them from here to there. And, and you know, really, really listening to who they are, you know, who they are, what their values are and and what means something to them what's important to them mm-hmm. and i think it, so so that's what i try to do with my clients and i think if more businesses approach their clients or their customers from from that standpoint i think they would have that that connection that they were looking for or they would have that understanding that they're looking for yeah. um it's it's all about service it's all about figuring out you know, what do people need? And sometimes what they tell you they need is not what they actually need. So sometimes it's, you know, looking a little deeper, um, asking more questions or, or, or even for a bigger business, just giving their audience or, or their customers the chance to even speak to them, which is why social media and video is so important today. People don't want to deal with gigantic faceless corporations anymore. They want to know who they're doing business with. They want to know where their dollars are going, especially, you know, and, and I even hate to say the word millennials, but especially millennials, you know, like a lot of them for them, it's about more than just money. They want to know that there's a purpose. They want to know, that they're doing good in the world. Yeah. Um, so they don't, they don't want to, you know, support conglomerate one Oh six. That's, you know, dumping oil in the next river over. They want, you know, they want a green company that's going to, you know, have programs to give back to the homeless or something or educate kids and something. And also businesses now it's so, it's so much harder to hide because of Instagram, Facebook, social media in general, businesses have to be honest. Um, The best videos that I've seen, whether they're paid advertisements or just sort of organic video, are the ones where they're the most honest about what's going on and the most honest about how they work with clients. Um, I think this is one of the reasons I wanted to have this podcast as a video as well, because it is the best way to get people's reactions, to see the person, see the business, uh, to get that honesty, uh, I think it was we got, we went through a little bit of a stage a couple of years ago where it was almost forgotten because you know we were staring at our phones, staring at social media before video got really big. When it was you know pictures and 
and just right. text. And that connection kind of got lost because obviously before that, people did deal face-to-face. You would go down to your shop. You would go down onto the street and and speak to your local businesses. Um, so it's really nice to have almost like that, that virtualness back as what it was at used to be. Obviously, it's different, but I think you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, for you then, what do you think's next? Because you mentioned about how video is obviously massive now, streaming's massive now. Is there something next, or is this just always going to be getting better and better and better? Um, video is going to continue to get better, um, but audio is making a comeback, man. Uh, you know, podcasts are the new radio. Massively, and, yeah. And they're gaining in popularity. Voice devices, Alexa, Google Home, um, all those things. Even on your phone, that you know, having Siri or you know, hey, okay, Google, you know, being able to do all that stuff. It's it's making things easier. Um, mm. One of the reasons that podcasts are so popular, just voice podcasts, is because people can can consume that while they're doing other things. Yeah. So so it's 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 really about making it easier for the consumer to consume. Mm. Um, so the the more you can do that, the more you can get your message out. It's all about the right message being consumed, like you said. Yeah, definitely. You 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 definitely have to be careful about what message you're sending out there and how you're sending it, but just remove all the barriers for people getting your message. So that's yeah. why when people are doing podcasts, I say you should do a video podcast because if you're like me, even though I'll probably end up you know, sticking the phone in my pocket and letting YouTube play in the background, I still want to be able to see it when I want to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if it's just an audio podcast, I'm less likely to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then for the people who don't like video podcasts, you need to distribute the audio version of your podcast and all the podcast platforms that you can, yeah. because you don't know what people are using. How do you how do you deal with when your customers feel more overwhelmed? Because this is something that I get asked a lot when I tell people about the podcast. It's just like, how do you manage to do all these different things and put it in different places? From the outside in, it just seems like such an incredible amount of work. Me and you both as know there's a few tips and tricks, but how do you manage that overwhelm with clients? Um, well, the first thing I tell clients is that it's my job to do the heavy lifting. You know, when I when I come in and I'm doing a project, I'm not looking for you unless you tell me that you already have a script written and you and you know exactly what you want to shoot. I'm not looking for you to do all that Um, uh, unless, you know, you're doing something like teaching a course like then Mm -hmm. I don't have your knowledge. So it's kind of like, okay, man, you got to kind of step up to the plate and come up with at least some sort of script because (laughs) I don't know your subject. Like I can shoot it and make it look great, but I can't teach you how to do nuclear physics. Come on. Um, but if, if it's like messaging and things like that, I don't expect them to have it all figured out. That's part of, that's part of my job. Mm -hmm. Uh, so my, I'm supposed to take the stress out of the process. I'm supposed to make it easy for them. So that's why I sit and I talk with them and I find out as much as I can about the business so that I already know the answers when it's, when we want to do an interview, I already know the answers to the questions because I asked them in advance and we're not working with a script because we're just going to have a conversation. If, if that works for you, some people 
freeze up in an interview situation. And I've had clients do that, but then you got to figure out how to make them loosen up, interact, what's their personality type, what's going to draw them out. And, and that's the type of stuff that comes with experience. Uh, and, you know, you just got to do the work. You know, yeah. if, if, if you're the, if you're the person behind the camera, you just got to do the work. And, and that means getting to know people and how they work and what their quirks mm. are and how to handle different personality types. Cause I mean, it's crazy, man. Some of some of the people that I've worked with are the biggest, most confident personalities that you would ever meet when you meet them in person. The second I turn the camera on, they fall apart. <laughs> it's um, amazing how a little bit of glass as a lens can just see through people's soul and sort of like crush their confidence. Well, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what it is because I'm so comfortable in front of the camera now after, you know, I, cause I, as well as building a company, I'm also on YouTube. Um, I have a YouTube channel just under my name, Alex minor, uh, where mostly I've just been doing like, product reviews and stuff for yeah. cameras, lenses, yada, 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 just for fun. It's been my hobby, but now I'm going to start putting more uh, like marketing content and stuff like that on there. Um, just to you're the you know, next unbox therapy. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> to give people a leg up, just to give them some tips. Yeah. Um, but I'm so comfortable in front of the camera now. Sometimes it's, it's hard to understand people who aren't, mm. uh, but that's again, that's part of the job. I have to understand yeah. people who aren't and recognize when they're not comfortable and, and help get them to that place or just make them forget about the camera. Yeah, that That's yeah. when you're going to get the best reactions out of people when you can make them forget about the camera. Yeah. It's a, it's really refreshing to hear that because I speak to, well, I've heard from a lot of agencies and I see online that almost people are trying to get their clients to fit into this box that sort of works for a couple of people. But you're right. There's so many people out there that, just need to have that connection with someone like you to help them be the best version of themselves they can be on camera. And hopefully that also portrays off camera as well. Yeah. Cause the thing that I, the thing that I tell people in, and the thing that I tell clients is I'm not here to create something that doesn't exist. I'm just here to make sure the camera is on when the best parts of you and your business are happening and, and put that together in the best way possible for the people who are watching yeah. or who might watch in the future. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want a lot of people, you know, I just want to show them the best parts of you because yeah. if you're coming to me, if you're ready to make that investment in video, if you have the right budget and, and I mean, I'm, I'm in the world of video production, I'm not expensive. Like in the world of everyday people, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of expensive, but, <laughs> but in the world of video production, I'm small potatoes. So, yeah. so if you're ready to make that investment into yourself and it is an investment and that's part of the mind state you got to have, um, you know, I'm not here to make stuff up. I'm just here to show you doing what you do the best way that you do it, mm. because that's what will bring people to you. Yeah. Not a sales pitch, not, not talking about how many awards you won but showing people what kind of change you can actually make in your customers' lives. Yeah, love that. Alex, listen, um, you're you're obviously someone that really respects the art of video, uh, and I think that's something that really comes through, through and through with you. Uh, one of my final questions for you, Alex, is if you could give three things, uh, three tips for someone that perhaps has never created a video, but they can see the value and the power in it, 
what would some of their th- what would be like the first three things you would tell them? And let's even add something else into that. Knowing that right now they can't go to a studio or they can't do that. So within their own sort of home or within their own phone. Okay. So when you first start making video, the very first thing you need to remember is that nobody's watching and nobody cares. Um, And you have to give them a reason to watch. You have to give them a reason to care, but Mm. be honest about those reasons to watch and care. Um, And the power of being in that position that nobody's watching and nobody cares is it gives you the time and space to get better. So the second thing is make a lot. Don't just make one video and say it doesn't work. Don't just make a couple of videos in a month and say that it doesn't work. Make a ton of videos. You know, you don't have to put every video out. Like if you really feel like it's terrible, you don't got to put it out, but make a bunch of videos practice. Like, you know, get more comfortable. The only way you're going to get, you know, when you first got on a bike, it's probably 1% of the population that didn't fall over without training wheels. Yeah. You know, the time when nobody's watching, that's your training wheels. So ride a lot until you get your balance. You know, um, the third thing is if you're like, if you're just starting, you're shooting on a cell phone or something, make sure that you're the brightest thing in the frame. <laughs> Lighting is more important than the camera that you're using. You know, a, a good lighting setup will make a cell phone look like a million bucks. Wow. Um, so if you're going to go outside to shoot, make sure the sun's not behind you. Make sure that you're lit from the front, that when you hold that cell phone up and you're looking at your image, that you're the brightest thing, that you pop in the frame. So if it's really bright outside, go find some shadows. You yeah. know, find the shadow of a building so that because outside during the day, even in the shadow of a building, it's still pretty bright. Um, you must get so frustrated when you see bad videos online. Oh my God. You must be like screaming at your desktop, you know, your monitor. It's painful. Like webcams are the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Like there are like, it hurts my soul when I get on zoom calls and I see people and it's like, they got a window behind them and no lights on in the room. And it's just like, come on, man. Or the angle is wrong. And all you see is the chin. <laughs> oh man, I was on Zoom. a Zoom. I was on a Zoom call with some of my relatives like a, a week or two ago, and it's like my mom. All you could see was this <laughs> and the ceiling. And nice, I'm like, nice. I'm like, mom. It was better. At least it's not just an <laughs> ear. You know, when you Facetime someone and they answer, and it's just their ear, and you're like, come on, hold the phone <laughs> in front of you. Uh, but no, hopefully, just the world is getting more used to video, and the more they see of great video, the more they're going to realize actually you can do more stuff. Uh, yeah and i think like the thing with all the webinars and the zoom calls and all that um soon you're gonna get more and more people that are looking like me on here yeah you know where they got the good camera and they got the lighting set up and everything because it it makes a difference perception is everything and like i do like i have a webcam i got a webcam right here (laughs) like i could use the webcam but I know that when I hop onto a Zoom call or something like that, and I've got this set up, I stand out. Yeah. And especially since I'm the video guy and I'm you want to make usually sure talking about people about video, like I can't show up. I, I, can't, I, I can't show up on this. Yeah, yeah. It ain't gonna look need, right. Even you need even to, with you need to look good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I mean, another thing is one one last tip is that 
don't get hung up on video quality um, unless it's like supposed to be a full blown budgeted marketing piece mm -hmm. or an actual commercial or something like that. Don't get hung up on video quality because depending on where you're putting it, quality doesn't matter. The message is what matters. Yeah. And that's me saying this to somebody who gets paid to go out and shoot with my camera and give good quality video. The real quality is in the content. Um, and your audience is going to decide what the quality content is. You, you always hear people say, make quality content. You don't know what quality content is. Mm -hmm. You don't know yet because you haven't tried nothing. Yeah. Okay. You need to go out and put out a bunch of stuff, see what sticks with your audience and they'll tell you what your quality content is and make more of that. Exactly. You know, if you make 15 videos and all of them got 10 views, except for one, they got 500, make more videos like the one that got 500 views. Don't go boosting the other posts. Cause you're like, uh, Oh, these posts need, need more views. Up. No, nobody liked those other posts. Stop doing that stuff. Do the stuff that people responded to. Exactly. Listen, Alex, I really value your time and I thank you so much for coming on. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, speak to you more about video, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. Uh, I'm putting out three to five videos a week and maybe a couple of written posts. And so I'm on LinkedIn a lot. That's probably the best way to catch me. Or you can look up my website, I am media, E Y E A M M E D I A. <laughs> and and so I am media.com. You can listen to Alex rapping on Spotify. <laughs> Let's not forget about that. What was it? Caveman? Caveman Theory. I'm quite Caveman proud of that theory. project. It came out a long time ago, but it still <laughs> sounds relevant today. Dude, I'm going to listen to that tonight. Don't you worry. Alex, thank you so much for coming on Founders 365. I really value your time, like I said, and you have given a hell of a lot of, income, uh, hell of, a lot of value. Well, that's what we're here for. That's what I try for. Exactly. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. This has been Founders 365. All right.